Hey guys, it's your girl Boonie, and you're listening to episode 116 of the Boonie Breakdown Podcast, your source for all things responsible and ratchet. All right, guys, welcome to this week's episode. Um, We had some difficulties with audio for the interview I had scheduled for this episode, but what are best friends for to help you out in a clutch? I really wanted to give you guys new content this week instead of not having an episode or doing a solo episode um, because I was not prepared for a solo episode. I hit up the BFF, Kenny, so he's here to save the day. I think this is his third appearance this season. So, you know, he should be ecstatic. He can't talk shit. But uh, we have a really good conversation and it kind of circles around legacy and kind of those that I'm not going to say corny, but what's the word I'm looking for? Like um, that that quintessential stuff with like what you wish you would have known at certain points in your life. Okay, so I had that discussion with Kenny. So stick around for that conversation. Pick of the week this week. All right. Boonies pick of the week. If you follow me, and I think I've confessed this a few times on the podcast, you guys know that Eddie Murphy is like one of my all-time favorite people. Like, I I love Eddie Murphy. And I'm excited for this comeback. And so my pick of the week is Dolomite Is My Name. Um, The movie was really funny. I enjoyed it. Um, It wasn't just like... It wasn't that like goofy, silly, funny the entire time. But the true message that I took away from the movie, I did not know much about Rudy Ray Moore um, and the work he had to do to put Dolomite out. But the true message that I took away from that was to always bet on yourself. You always have to believe in whatever you're trying to do, whatever you're trying to push. And if you don't believe in it, no one else will believe in it. And just to watch how he bet on himself and he even bet on giving up his royalties and masters for his comedy albums to put out this movie because he knew it was going to be a success. And so that was my major takeaway from it was just like always bet on yourself. And um, I could go on and on if I were doing a solo episode about that reoccurring theme for me this week. Um, But yeah, so if you have not checked out on Netflix, Dolomite is my name. I encourage you to do so. But also, can we get really excited? Because I know in December, which is my favorite month, um, December, Eddie is going back to Saturday Night Live for the first time in like 40 years, I believe. And so I'm really excited for that and the comeback. I'm a huge fan. All right. Housekeeping. <sighs> what is it? We're six days away. For the Boonie Breakdown Live in Atlanta. I am really excited. There are like 20 tickets left to this show. Um, I've learned a lot about doing this because this is like my first show that's really far away from home. Um, Philly was a fairly easy lift. Atlanta, not so much, being a team of one. <laughs> and I'm really excited for the show, guys. Some really good stuff. Um, you guys know you're getting your goodie bag. So thanks to our sponsors, uh, True Magic Wand, Vibrotex, and uh, One Condoms, Robbie's Happy Plays, and Aunt Boozy Treats. So I'm excited for the show. If you are in Atlanta or close to Atlanta and you can drive for a nice fun afternoon with Booney and crew and the ratchetness, come hang with us down in Atlanta. Uh, like I said, it's 20 tickets left. You can go over to the booneybreakdown.com backslash live to grab those, um, scoop those up. 
I really would like to sell out, guys. How cool would it be to sell out my first show in Atlanta? Uh, I just tell a friend. If you already have a ticket, tell a friend. <laughs> tell them to come with you to scoop the ticket. But we're going to have a really, really good, good time. So I will see you guys in Atlanta in a couple of days. Feedback from last week's episode, episode 115 with Brian, who will also be with me in Atlanta. Um, at the end of the episode, he even jokes, hopefully after listening to that episode, uh, we won't have any protesters or people coming to <laughs> kick Brian out of Atlanta. But um, yeah, I, I, I was shocked at the number of messages I got from people who could not believe that they were actually agreeing with Brian on something. And so many of you were like, oh my God, his comments and his statements about trust. So many of you were like, shit, I agree. What the fuck is wrong with me for agreeing with Brian? (laughs) So if it makes you feel better, I mean, as you listen to the episode, you know, I agree too. Someone was like, Booney, thank you so much for redacting portion of that message. I know it was nothing that we needed to hear and nothing that we missed. Kudos for you for eliminating his trash. (laughs) So if you have not listened, go listen to episode 115. I did redact about 20 minutes of the conversation because it was just not necessary. All right. All right. We're winding down. After this episode, there are six episodes left in this season of the Booney Breakdown podcast. All right. There are six episodes left. Um, I am going to make a request. I am recording soon with our favorite astrologer, Miss Mecca Woods. So I figured this is a good time to have her come on as the year is winding down. We're moving into a new decade. 2020 is right here, less than 60 days away. And so if you have any questions, feel free to shoot them over to thebooniebreakdown at gmail.com or head on over to thebooniebreakdown.com and submit your questions through the contact page. You can also DM me on social media and uh, please feel free to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Booney Breakdown. On Twitter, just at Booney Breakdown. And when sharing this episode, when you share it on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, you can use the hashtags, the Booney Breakdown, hashtag pod N, P-O-D-I-N. And if you guys would like to be so kind to leave those wonderful reviews, those wonderful five-star reviews, I always welcome and encourage you guys to do that. Um, You can do so on Facebook and in Apple Podcast app if you listen on any Apple devices. We got a new one this week and it says love five stars. I love Boonie and her realness. Her topics are always timely and entertaining. So thank you to Allie177 for your five star review. And you guys should go ahead over, join her, hit those five stars. Because Booney loves it when you do that. So that is it for me. So let's get ready to break it down. All right, guys, it's your girl Booney. And um, making his third appearance this season. Woo! Look at you. <laughs> Look at us. <laughs> Look at us. That's our favorite meme this week. Look at us. <laughs> we ready. How are you? I'm wonderful. 
Sunday. Like you don't even need any introduction. People know who you are by your voice. I know. Maybe people know my voice by now. Um, I'm great. I am. Uh, my kids don't have school tomorrow, so they are with their grandmother. So I get to watch the game tonight. Uninterrupted. Uninterrupted. Um, so. You're really showing out today. No, God is good. <laughs> also let's just as we're we have to every year we have to do this it feels like it's midnight outside <laughs> yeah. i'm like i was sitting at my grandmother's house today and it's like 4 30 and i'm like oh it's about to be dark in like 15 minutes yeah i'm like this time of year really does suck just for that like it, it looks like it's midnight outside and it is 707 p.m yep it's absurd, absurd, absurd. All right, before we get into the the meat of the episode, we have to, since you're here, Kanye West, oh. Jesus is King album, just gave him his ninth number one album. Hold on, did that really happen? See, yeah. Okay, see, I don't like the charts no more. I'm like a purist, so I don't. You know, because of the streaming. But yes, he has his ninth number one album on the billboard 200s it is official okay and he has now tied eminem's active streak on billboard okay i think he deserves to have that streak over m that's just my personal opinion but that you know that's fine it's okay he can have it um i'll be very quick about this album um (laughs) so I think I, is it weird to say that I expected more from? I did too, honestly. I, I, I really did. And I think too, because at first I was like, maybe it's going to be a little competition there because Snoop did the gospel. And he actually went gospel. Yeah. So I really, but I think it's because of the egomaniac that Kanye is. (laughs) He did not. Because I was hoping to get more of the Sunday service choir. Exactly. Because they really are bomb as fuck. So why would you have this amazing choir and not utilize them? And then to have Fred Hammond, and that song was kind of a womp to me. So the whole premise of I thought we were coming into this was like, you know, him trying to create a, a newer environment for church based around like, the gospel music sound. Um, and then we got this and it took away from everything that he was kind of prepping us for the past couple of months. So I just, mm. you know, it was, it was a weird transition to hear like, okay, we're getting like our old school, like nineties gospel that we kind of grew up on that whole field. And then we got this, which was not anything compared to what he's been doing the past couple of months. So I think that... Yeah, that was just really... So that was disappointing. Um, Again, I think... Like, the worst thing about this album was Kanye. (laughs) Like, everything... But I get what you're saying. Everything else was tolerable. (laughs) Like, I could deal with it. It's all right. It's cool. Kanye was the worst part of the album. And I think like like you were saying like his ego kind of gets wrapped yeah. up in everything that like he could still make great bodies of work. Like I have the utmost faith that he could do it if he got out of his own way. 
and, and which is hard yeah. at this point. I don't I don't know what yeah. happens. And just for people who like to know random factoids, the only Kanye West album that never debuted at number one was his debut album. Interesting. That is a good fact. Yes. Yeah, so that is your little factoid. Also, um, it looks like what they're doing too is making some type of conversion of streams into sale. I, like what it would equal to album sales. Yeah, see, I don't, I, I you know, I work, now I don't know how you're doing I that. I work numbers but, every day, and I still don't understand how how these streams go into like how they connected with the billboard data but i i, I kind of get how they they pay the people like i've looked at those numbers and tried to figure that out just to see how much you know yeah they make nothing off yeah. streaming unless you're like a huge artist then you can make a ton of money but like yeah because you're getting billions yeah, of streams yeah, not, but, yeah uh, then you you know kind of shit out of luck but yeah you know yeah that sucks you know. so yeah i mean it was kind of a womp um Maybe I know he has the album coming out on Christmas Day because of ego again. So maybe didn't you hear that? Doesn't he have one coming out on Christmas Day? I hope that's a lie. I thought he did. I'm googling it right now because I thought <laughs> he had an album. Be, I thought that I would read. be the most Kanye thing. Okay, here it is. Kanye West announces release date for a Christmas album. Jesus is born. <laughs> Yeah, I won't listen to it. Can't do it. <laughs> that, whoa! We just got can't you finally found can't a line for Kanye. I'm not disrespecting Jesus' birthday like that. I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> that was I your line. I won't that do was it. your line. I'm not listening to it that day. Now I may listen to it a couple of days afterwards, but there's no way that on Christmas Day I'm listening to a Kanye West album. Can't do it. <laughs> Hey kids, come downstairs, open your gifts. I'm gonna rock this new Kanye while you're opening your Paw Patrol toys. Cool. Yeah, it says okay, it says Kanye's declaration that he's dropping a Christmas album. <laughs> Sunday service album, Jesus is born on Christmas is coming. So again, as we talk about his ridiculous ego, yeah. There you and go, people. To, so Jesus is king, and now Jesus is and born. to all all the uh wonderful of the morning breakdown <laughs> podcast i do apologize that we i feel like we do we do do a lot of kanye talk but you have to understand like we um the era we sound old but the era that we grew up in Yo. like kanye was like he was the shit and i, I yeah. but i also think too like i mean it, it he consumed so much yeah. of pop culture talk and so like especially if you're on twitter like He's in daily conversation as much as people say yeah. they have canceled him and they're not Nobody fucking with him. Like it's a lot of talk around him in general. And so I just felt like because we just did that last episode and this album just dropped, we yeah. had to mention it because yeah. I know somebody even tweeted like when I tweeted that I listened to it, they were like, You listened? I'm like, Well, clearly you don't fucking listen to me because I said I was like, absolutely. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> we said we were. So <laughs> all right. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm still going to Sunday service. And speaking of, a Sora that I know in LA is gone and he's doing something at the forum this afternoon in yeah, LA. Okay. Yeah, and she's there too today. She went last week as well. So she's totally in the uh into the Sunday service congregation. So huh? all right. Well, let's change topics. Oh man. Okay. Let's see what you 
So <laughs> this is funny because earlier today I just went to this event um, that happened. It was a panel discussion in downtown Baltimore, um, part of the Light City Brilliant Baltimore Festival. And one of our fellow TU alum was the host of this panel. Shout out to Jennifer Angushala. And um, it was great. They They did a panel today and it was talking about accumulating wealth and um establishing a legacy for um black wealth and generational black wealth and so it was great just listening to these amazing women who have done who are all from baltimore who all work in this space of black wealth through a number of different avenues one was an economic business developer one did She's done major deals in Baltimore City. Uh, another one was an estate attorney. Another one worked for Chase. And so they offered great things. So I immediately called up <laughs> two of my best friends who have kids like, I'm going to be on y'all asses. Kenny was one of the recipients of the phone calls. <laughs> he can attest. I'm going to be on y'all asses in about eight weeks. I'm following up if y'all have at least started Will's and trust and developing trust, et cetera, et cetera. And so it got me thinking about like, what do you want your legacy to be when you're gone? Cause you're yeah. children. I, I, I feel like I've thought about this. I've. So I really want my legacy to be reflected in my relationship with my kids when they're adults. And okay. I think that, that to me matters, I think, more than most things. Um, is that I want I want a strong relation, like I, I want a strong like I don't want to have burned bridges with my kids growing up, like with them growing up, that I don't have a relationship with them when they're in adulthood, where they don't feel like they can rely on me, where the, where we have a good um father son uh relationship when they are you know going through that hard process of you know going going through college you know getting out of college going into the workforce um dealing with you know grown folks relationships things like that like i want to be able to be a sounding board for those things um and i want to make sure that there is a there's a uh, a foundation set for the relationship to kind of exist um, and, and be strong at that point in time. So I think for me, like my legacy kind of looks like that. I think some people like look at it more as like, I want to set my, you know, my family up financially and things like that. And obviously I've thought about those things too. Um, but for me, I think the more important thing is the relational aspect of having um, what, well- well, I think that matters too because as somebody who <laughs> is unpacking childhood trauma, um, I th- think if more parents were intentional in the relationships that they wanted to develop with their kids and what they wanted to look like in the future, just not like yeah. the now, like I'm stressed out, I'm tired, leave me alone, like I had a hard day at work, right? So I feel like if more people were intentional in that, there would be better parent-child relationship relationships as people your children you know matured into yeah, and i think that that is the hard part especially for me um 
I guess I'm still considered like a newer parent. Um, but I think you want like it's finding a balance of like, all right, you have a ton of stuff going on for yourself. You have work, you have to come home and you have to raise them, but you also have to discipline them at the same time. But you also have to think of the long term effects of everything that you're doing today, because it all like all it all plays plays a part. Um, So I try to be aware of that, but I will not say that I am perfect at it because it's just hard because when these kids are running around here, I am like, (laughs) you know, (laughs) you know, sometimes things, things, the the tone kind of changes, but. um, Well, you know, I texted you earlier this week and I was just like, you're a great dad. And I really do think you are. I think you are an amazing father. I appreciate it. You're on the you right know, path. Hopefully they appreciate maybe they appreciate it when they uh they get like thirty or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. I think it will like, you know, the older they get and when you start to see what other people lack at home that you realize, oh, you know, I shouldn't take this for granted. I think as the twins get older they'll 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 appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, and I sure. think about it as well because like you have to like even at this age, you kind of have to parent them a little differently as well. Um, you know, even they're four, but there are different ways that you have to deal with each one of them. And I think about that, like when they're twenty-two or twenty-five, like how our relationships mm-hmm. are gonna, like how our relationships are gonna be different with Malcolm compared to my relationship with Miles. Like that is, they're gonna look completely different. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. But I think in regards to the legacy piece, like that, that to me is, oh, yeah. That's what you, That's, yeah, I know. I, I, I keep thinking about that because, you know, legacy, when they, when just listening to them talk, it was like, hmm, like, okay, I'm at the stage where, you know, it's a po- it really is a true possibility that there will be no children, right? That's becoming more <laughs> and more firmer a possibility the older I, I get. And so it's just like even listening to how the legacy could be shaped to the girls that I mentor or, you know, whatever. So I guess I, I haven't thought about a legacy because I'm still a unit of one. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And so, like, listening to the, to the panelists talk today, it was kind of making me think, well, huh, like, you still would have a legacy. It just might look different than you thought it yeah, would absolutely. look. And so starting to kind of not put a blue, but starting to think about that in a different way in some of the moves that I make. Yeah, I mean, you know, for you, I mean, even if you don't have kids, like, I feel like your impact can last longer, even in the medium that, that you're in right now. Like your, you know, Word. your, your Word. impact and your voice can kind of, you know, be your legacy as well. So, um, you know, I think, I think it can look different. It doesn't have to be like, you know, I, I'm not going to say like, oh, I don't want you to have, you know, a child. I mean, that would be great. We know. <laughs> but um, look, 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 sir, that is... <laughs> TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. Time is coming. I know, I know. But even if you don't, I feel like there's a place for your legacy to be as strong as it would, even if you did have a kid. So, yeah. Well, thank you. I think- um, yeah. 
it, it, it's just interesting because it's like I'm about to turn 35. You are 35. And it's like, fuck. (laughs) We are way closer to 40 than we are 20, which is wild to say. I mean, it's weird. Like I said, like, I mean, I've talked about this on here, but like the whole like getting yourself in order financials, like, oh, you've had fun, you know, these years. Okay, let's hunker down. Let's get yourself together. Um, Like you're you're doing well enough in your career space that your money should be in a better position. So like those, yeah. those things are like, okay, let, let's let those are tangible aspects that it's like, okay, we can make these changes short-term paying it to make sure that, that you're in a better, a better position for that legacy piece as well on a financial aspect. Yeah, for sure. I, I definitely something happened like in the middle of this year where it's like, oh my god, I am sick paying all these people my money. I want my money, <laughs> and so yeah, kind of thinking about all that shit. And it's even though like I am sick of these a new decade in two months memes. Like this is the first time the fucking decade yeah, ever changed. Like, why are but we, like, like, saying, oh, like <laughs> you better you better bust your ass these past these last two months like okay um yeah and i kind of feel like maybe you shouldn't right like like, Like, maybe you should yeah because i mean you've already set the foundation for yourself like you're gonna have next year like nothing really changes when that january clock hits like you're still here you're still gonna be working on the things that you know you need to be working on um so keep that it's no point to like rush and cram and do it. Like it'll, it'll happen. So I just, yeah, I kind of feel like take your time. If you want to start making plans or develop out the vision. Sure. But like these people acting like it's the goddamn yeah, apocalypse. It feels like Y2K yeah, a little like bit people, to me. Like, like they just see it and they're like, Oh my God, it's about to be 2020. Let's make these rash decisions. And I feel like people are going to fuck up. These past, these last few months, like, oh my god, I need to have made, I need to have made an impact in in the 2010s. All right, let me do something right. And then <laughs> next May is like, goddamn, I ain't got no cash. Like, oh yeah, like yeah. you know, no, nah, it's not, it's not really like, yeah, yeah. I just been like, yeah. just chill out. It'll happen. Like, don't do, no, don't sit there and not do anything. But like, just, just relax a little bit. Yeah. You got time. You got, you got a little time. Yeah. But I just laugh. Like, it really does feel a little Y2K-ish yeah. to me a little bit now. Like, I, I honestly, like, yeah. I didn't realize it. Like, oh, until people started posting these things. Like, oh, yeah, it's about to be three months. So I didn't realize it was a new decade either. <laughs> let, let me tell you, the only reason that I have been aware is because I've been prepping my my list for my albums and my music. Oh, <laughs> Well, what we could announce you'll have your I fourth will. appearance this season on the Booty Breakdown. We'll be doing really? our top albums of 2019. Um, um that episode yeah, will be in December. Yeah, no, like, so that that's the only reason I've actually focused on the 2010s is from a musical aspect. But that's other than that, I'm like, all right, 2020 <laughs> is gonna be here. We cool. Let's make it happen. So <laughs> so now I'm gonna ask you like a few little questions. I'm gonna answer two. Because, of course, why wouldn't I? But kind of when you know those things where it's like, what you wish you knew before, blah, blah, blah. So what is something that you wish you had knew before you started college? Before I started college. Hmm. 
I would say before I started college, I wish I would have, I wish I would have known that I didn't need to get a business major to work in finance. Mm. And I wish I would have actually done a major that I really wanted to instead of what I thought was the ideal major. So I would say that. I think it was more of like Mm. understanding like what you need to be successful in the world and not just taking, you know, thinking like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go and get a business degree and that's just going to lead to everything. Um, When like I kind of knew what I wanted to do and I just didn't do it. Um, I probably would have not gotten a business degree. I probably would have. So what would you have gotten? Uh, So I would have gotten a nursing degree and I would have been a hospice RN. Wow. That's kind of specific, but. uh, Very specific. Uh, Yeah. Wow. Okay. um, Oddly, I see it though. So I would have been, um, I've been an, I would have been an RN for a hospice facility. That is really what I would have wanted to do. Um, but then I kind of, you know, you get to school and you lose track and, you know, things like that kind of take you away from which is what, what you wanted to do. And then, you know, you ain't paying to go back. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> that was my biggest mistake. Um, yeah, I think before college, what I wish I would have known was that like you didn't have to go to college and <laughs> um or immediately go to college. I think kids today have this amazing luxury of a break year and gap years, like I literally was 16 picking what college I wanted to go to. Right. And I think I probably would have been someone who could have benefited from still applying to colleges, but delaying the admission a year. Um, Yeah. Because then I think I was so like, I wanted to Mm -hmm. be an engineer and I was applying to engineering colleges. Um, and even at Temple, I <laughs> I eventually changed because I took like, I think I looked at the curriculum or something. Again, I'm 17. And I was like, oh, my God, civil engineers are terrible. Like, this is so fucking boring. I don't want to do this shit. And then I changed to business. I didn't explore no other types yeah. of engineering. I didn't look at any other science shit. I was just like, oh, business. That's it. Okay. and so i think too because i am a math and science nerd um i totally wish i would have done something with genetics genetic counseling or something like that but nobody steered me in that direction they were just like all right you can change your major (laughs) into the fox school business i went so yeah uh, yeah i think here here's the thing here here's where our legacy lies like i think we're able to teach the next generation of kids, especially my kids, you know, coming up that, you know, either like, if you're going to go to college, we're going to do something that you actually need to go for. <laughs> yeah. Like, cause you, cause otherwise like, you know, Malcolm or miles, one of them could make six figures being a goddamn electrician. Right. Like, <laughs> exactly. 
So, yeah, it's like, I, yeah, I just feel like the decision-making around that whole process. Yeah, definitely. I, I completely, 100% agree with that. All right, what's one thing you wish you knew before you voted before for the first I time? voted for the first time. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, Man, so, like, I volunteered for, like, John Kerry's election. So, I was kind of like involved um hmm. i think i was yeah i know i think go ahead i wish that let me let you answer that let me think about that for a second okay so i think for mine for the first time before i voted for an election (laughs) two things one that local elections kind of matter more um, cause we were, we were in Philly. Somehow I voted in Philly, but I probably should have voted in Maryland. I don't know how that worked, but, um, <laughs> cause I didn't do an absentee, but I definitely remember going we downstairs had, in my apartment we building had our, and just voting. Cause um, our residency was in Philadelphia. That's how we voted. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, was it cause of school? Okay. Yeah. Cause I'm like, how did that work? I don't know. Okay. Oh yeah. So I, I did that, but like. I really remember being in the voting booth and being like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't know about none of those ordinances, things that was on there about the funding. I just thought I was going in there to vote Carrie or Bush. I had no idea. Nothing else was like, I just didn't know. And so now I remember that feeling that first time going in the booth. So now when they mail those ballots home to me, like the sample ballot, like I actually go look up those questions. Like, am I going to give y'all vote for y'all to get seventeen million dollars for new trash cans? Hey, like, <laughs> you paying for it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's what I wish I knew. Like all that other mm. stuff matters too. So um, yeah, so yeah, I think um, I wish no, you might come at me. So. Um, no, 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 no. I don't Uh-oh. think it's that bad. Um, and I and I hope, I honestly, I hope that everyone at this point in life thinks about this in the same way as well. Um, not all candidates are worth your vote. Um, like John Kerry mm-hmm. was a, he was a terrible candidate. He was trash. But I'm sitting yeah. and I'm doing phone banks. And obviously, I mean, we wanted at that point in time to get, um, Bush out. So I understand what the purpose was, but um, at that point, I I don't think I was as involved in the primary process um, to understand. I don't even remember voting for primary, to be honest with you, at, at that first time. I remember, I remember voting during the yeah. general. I remember volunteering prior to the general, but before that, I don't remember doing anything for the primary. So I think that whole voter die campaign that we had kind of going on during that period of time, I don't know if that, I think that more jumped off during the general cycle. I don't even, Okay. I think that would probably be the more. Thing. That seems like yeah. eons ago, voter well, die. Yeah, Jesus. I, still kept my t-shirt. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I still have my yeah. Barack the Vote t-shirt. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> for me, yeah. 
no, I didn't vote for Trump and I did vote for Hillary. So I don't want y'all thinking this, but I do think that we need to be more um, critical of our candidates. Um, and I think we need to be more critical of the needs of our people as well when it comes to our candidates and not be so and not just voting party yeah that's fair enough because i i I know i did that at least um with the mayoral um election in baltimore i that was my first time Mm. ever voting third party and it was like I, I asked me who the Republican yeah. person was. I don't know. I mean, I, I it was just this is just not a Republican city. Um, but the name doesn't even. I know I looked at it because I researched the person, but I don't. I can't remember the person's name, and I just <laughs> I was not thrilled yeah. with the Democratic person. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> see how that turned out. So, <laughs> and uh, we hope she's well. She's still in hiding. I thought she was going to come out for Elijah's nope. burial and stuff. Fed still on her. Fed still on her. Dylan <laughs> which is funny. Like, side note, caveat. What the fuck is up with that shit? It was all was, types of raids and investigations. Yeah, quiet, and she became and now quiet, which is why I know there's something else going on. Like, there's no way. Yeah, it's Because like, there, were, the there were state entities that were involved. There's no way that I just went away. Yeah, I'm like, where? where yeah. is this? Where is this investigation? So, yeah, yeah that's exactly. um, politics, boy. You couldn't pay me <laughs> any type of money to join that ballgame. Um, but... but that's how people are doing it because they all become fucking millionaires because our power absolutely corrupts, which I I am starting to become more and more convinced of. <laughs> and I just feel like all these people are bought and paid for. And yeah, even the people that paid Yeah. Them. It's just who you piss off ter- ter- yeah, determines if you're dirt. Say they're not bought and paid off, are bought and paid <laughs> <laughs> They're all bought and paid off. All right. What's one thing you wish you knew before? You started working full time. I started working full time. <laughs> Before you start clocking them 40 um, hours a week. People at work are not your friends. In a large scale. <laughs> Look, I got a blog post on yeah. that. I'm going to link it in the show notes. There are some, don't get me wrong, but um, like there are some that you obviously can build a, a long term connection with, but on a on a normal basis, the people that you work with are not your friends and do not let these corporate cultures allow you to get, (laughs) don't, uh, Uh, don't let these corporate cultures allow you to get caught into the hype that you can, you know, go be buddy buddies with all these people, go out to drink with all these other, you know, uh, people that don't look like us and, um, expect, everything to still be the same in regards to the treatment when you're in the office so so look that is gospel for me let me tell you i do not i will not friend people i have literally to the point you can't search my name on facebook you can't find me um like it won't if you do find me then it won't give you the option (laughs) to friend me (laughs) so in order to friend me you gotta be a friend of a friend yeah, so they can't friend me. Um, I make it very clear. They were in the, one time in a meeting. They were all talking about, oh, on Facebook. Nope, because I might just call out. Mm-hmm. And I don't need you to know what I'm doing. 
because I sat and listened to that in a meeting one time. The girl called out, like, oh, she's out sick. And then somebody immediately yeah. was like, no, she's not. Yeah, she's exactly. at blah, 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 blah. Yeah. The fuck you saying that for? <laughs> That's not your business. Look, some people at work are not your friends. Do not friend them. Don't do it on social. Don't even do, I don't even do LinkedIn. Yeah. Nope, none of it. I don't even like giving them my, yeah, my that's hard. I'm glad cell I phone number. <laughs> oh, yeah, now that I have a work phone, I'll be like, oh, you could text me nope. on that. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm like, before that, I was like, damn, is that rude to give oh, your coworker your nope, Google nope, number? absolutely not. Because <laughs> I just, I really don't. I That is a good one. These people are not your friend. I think the other thing I wish I would have known, and I learned it very quickly, though. Uh, but the other thing I wish I would have learned, or more people have, yeah, is that give them people 40 hours and that's <laughs> it. Don't do no more. <laughs> do enough yeah. to get meets expectations. I mean, and let me let me preface this. If you're somebody like for me, my career, my nine to five was never like, oh, I want to have this career and I want to be a VP, and I, that, that's never been my thing. It's something that sustains me to provide me shelter and food and sustenance and all that shit. Um, because if I die tomorrow, their ass is posting my job in two weeks, right? Two and weeks, so a day. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> look, <laughs> but I wish I had like had subscribed to that because i think i fell into that that cog of you gotta work hard you gotta put in these hours you gotta be the best you gotta do this and when the time came for me to motherfucking shine i got shitted on and at that very moment i was like fuck all of this shit i'm only doing what's required Um, the whole corporate culture (laughs) is real flaky especially the one i mean it really is it's trash like and yeah. if you listen to the sixteen nineteen podcast, they break it down in a way that ties the um, corporate America back to the setup of the plantation, and you will be sitting there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't like, think you can listen to any of those shit. podcasts and not be pissed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is true too. Yeah. This is true because you'll be like, "Fuck all of it. I don't know fuck it all." So yeah, though that's what I would have wish I would have learned. Yeah. I had a saved heartache there. All right. What's one thing you wish you would have known before you had sex for the oh, first man. time? Hmm. <laughs> I had sex for the first time. I kind of answered this in my um, a little bit. <laughs> By the way, did you ever listen to that episode? <laughs> Uh, we talked about it on our. Um... <laughs> Did you? <laughs> yeah, I had to because I felt like it would come up in conversation during the football trip. So yeah, I I had to. Um... Yeah, you know he kind of. You know, I'm not going to say that um, he boasted about it a little bit, but um, you know, it uh, you know, it was more. Of a... Yeah, it it helped. It helped a lot. It helped his ego. Yeah, it warmed, <laughs> it warmed, warmed his, his heart. Um, yeah. yeah. Look at that. Hmm. Booty helping people out. Let me think. I, had I just to. knew you were never going to listen to that episode. <laughs> and I was, I was right because it came up in conversation. So um, I'm glad I did. 
And, and the third yeah, party yes. brought it up, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, no, I think I mine is probably like pretty simplistic. I think I probably would have not. So the first time was on a floor. Um, and I probably like it just wasn't it wasn't. Um, it was odd. Put it like that. <laughs> I wish you could see my face. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, um, yeah, it was. Uh, that was, I probably would not have done it that way um, during the first time. Put it like that. Okay. Well, you know, I, you know, I'll just regurgitate if you have not listened to episode uh was that 112 with shika we it's all about our first times um i just wish i had known it hurt so much (laughs) i really do wish somebody like people said it it, it, like you're gonna hurt but i i just yeah was not prepared for the initial thrust and that's what yeah i was not prepared for that initial thrust I remember the moment. I was like, oh, okay, that wasn't that bad. No. And I was like, oh, wait, God, it's more. Okay, so. <laughs> that part, I was like, no, this really, really hurts. And I think, too, the other thing is, I wish somebody had told me that it's going to burn when you pee afterwards. Yeah, so, know. yeah. Those are the things no one tells you. But I will be sure to tell people. I don't have, no. I guess I could tell Kim's daughter. <laughs> like, <laughs> we can't tell Malcolm and Mouse. I don't get it. I don't get it. Like what, Auntie? A? Um, what is something you wish you knew before you bought a house? I'd say, I think just the random things that cost money, like the side things that cost money. Okay. Like you could just leave your house being normal or you could spend money on it and kind of make it a home. And that all cost money. Um, so <laughs> I guess the additional costs that kind of come into it, um, the fact that you're always spending money around things that are on your home that you kind of have to figure out a budget, figure out some kind of way to budget for it. Like you budget, you know, obviously for the, the basic cost, but then all the additional things that come in that you have to kind of provide for the home or like get things fixed or, you know, yeah, get being checked or your AC or things like that. And clearly none of the stuff is ever planned for, or like, you know, it's not on the time basis that you would like. So then you're just like, Oh, okay. I didn't plan for that. Thanks house. I love you, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, you know, I think for me, um, yeah, I think for me, I wish I would have known, like, like, it's gonna, it's gonna take time for you to, like, get it, get it to look the way you want it to look. So, yeah, like, I got... Oh, I was blessed in the sense that I was able to find something where I could just move right in. So I didn't have to worry about painting or whatever, but I've been in my house now almost nine years 
And just like your style with clothes changes, like, I feel like that's where I am now where I'm like, oh, all right, I've been here. Like, I want it to look like my style now. And so I guess the thing is like, you know, it's going to take time to have all the things, the furniture and pieces you want, but also mm-hmm. in picking stuff, don't always go <laughs> um, the cheap route if it's something that you really think it's going to last a while. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, go ahead and spend the money. And that's like with anything, but like go ahead and spend the money. And so, yeah, that's where I am now. It's like I really, yeah. I'm like committed to doing my guest room finally on a budget. And um, I'm going to do my bedroom in like the spring. Okay. But like, I'm going to set a budget. I've been on Pinterest, like pinning stuff to boards to stay on budget. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, it's the hard part. You're like, go into a store and you'll see something like, damn, I really want this. But then you're like, ah, nah, I didn't budget for that. So. Yeah, because I, I mean, some of this stuff is like expensive, especially yeah. in my taste. Like, I'll look at something, I'll be like, oh my God, that's so bomb. And then I'll click it and I'm like, oh, that was Pottery Bond. So it's $1,500. Like, yeah, I don't even look at stores like that. So, um, yeah. I wish I had CB2 money. <laughs> 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 but apparently, Instagram thinks I do because that's all the ads I see. Um, What is one thing? And we're going to end on a somber note. What is one thing you wish you knew before you lost a grandparent? Dang. Mm. That one's tough, ain't it? Um, Man. I... Okay, so here's a couple. So I'll say a couple things. Um... So, I wish we would have had kids earlier so that her grandma and my granddad would have had more time. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, her grandma got a couple of months. My granddad died right before the kids were born. Born, yeah. So, I think I would have... I would have wanted to give them the experience of having the kids around. Um, okay. Um, but I think one thing that I want to do with my grandma is like start videotaping or like mm-hmm. videotaping stories and like videotaping conversations and things like that. Um, that I probably definitely would have been beneficial for um my grandfather um but i want to be able to do that with my grandma so i wish i would have done more of that and i'm not like a big picture taker or anything like that but just more of like more capturing the moments and capturing the um capturing the stories and the the lessons and things i mean i remember a lot of them but obviously you want to be able to hear like if you yeah so pull it up and yeah and yeah. hear the voice hear the hear hear the story things like that um that probably would have been which i had the opportunity to but i think during the process of him like aging 
I think the focus wasn't on like, all right, let's do this. It's more like, okay, let's try to get the health better. Yeah. You know, the signs were there. They were, it was not going to, you know, it wasn't going to get better. So, you know, that is a somber note, but yeah, I probably. It yeah, is. No, I think mine is, would have been similar. I wish that, um, cause technically I have no biological grandparents are alive now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all four of my biological grandparents are deceased. And so all I have left is Pop-Pop. And even though Pop-Pop isn't biological, he's the grandfather. I know he was um, Granny's second husband. But they got married a year before I was born. So he's like what I know. Um, He's 86 and still living alone and he's good. Um, But with Granny in particular, I wish I had... Like you said, document it more. Yeah. Um, she did not like taking pictures. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, once... And I wish I had done it before the illness um, took yeah. over. Because at that point, it was just too late. Um, she didn't look like how Granny looked. Um, and when I started trying to get her to write recipes down, the recipes I couldn't even, like, read the handwriting because it, she, the illness was just too far mm-hmm. gone. Um, so like that, you said that kind of stuff. So it's certain things. Like I remember on my, um, on my DVR, when pop-up got shot, I had the video clip from the news saved on my DVR. And I forgot that setting. Like once your DVR got too full, it wipes out the old stuff. And I remember one day I went to go watch it. Like I would just watch it randomly and it was gone. And I was like devastated. (laughs) Fuck. So I wish I had, um, it was one of the few videos I still had where she looked like herself. Sure. So it was like, I wish I did that more. We got the fucking technology. So it's like, Jesus, why, why didn't I do it? Um, but yeah, I think that was, um, that would have been my thing too. But I spent a lot of time with her. So it's not that I don't like, I wanted to spend more yeah. time. It wasn't that. It's just, I, wish I had more things to look back. Yeah. At. Yeah. And I think, I mean, for me, like, I mean, it probably would have been nice because my kids have a middle name that's reflected from my granddad. So it would have been nice to have, like, you know, videos to kind of, like, show them. So they know who he is. They've seen pictures of him. They kind of know, um, you know, kind of what's going on with that. But it, but it would have been nice if there would have been, like, you know, documentation, you know, video documentation I could have had for them. But, you know, you learn. You learn. Yeah. Yeah. At least you you still have a chance to do it with yeah. your grandmother. Yeah. So do it. Yeah. Um all right, we can't end on that <laughs> note. So last one, um, and briefly. <laughs> uh what did you wish what you what did you wish you knew before you fell in love? I guess we could say for the first time. Or you could pick because you have a wife. <laughs> I'm like uh uh I guess you should pick your wife. Uh, I will say that there's there's nothing wrong with verbally showing or verbally telling someone how much you love them. Mm. There's nothing that is um, There's nothing. What I don't even know what the best word to say. Like, there's nothing that is um, 
like yes, it's a vulnerable space, but it is it's nothing there's nothing wrong with it. And trust me, I'm still working on it. But because um, that, that, that <laughs> is not my strong suit, but I don't think that there there is nothing wrong with being willing to express how much you care for somebody. So I like it. I'm gonna say, um what I was talking about love for the first time. You'll love again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's what I wish I would have knew. Pack it up, sister. Move <laughs> on. Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, I'm not, it's not me to. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Right. Thanks, Kenny. Look, Kenny saved the day because. I opened this audio and I said, "Oh Lord knows, I mm, I got to send this off to get it back because I, I could not do nothing with that, and I was not prepared for no solo episode." Hey, well, I'm here. Hey, people. So we will probably, so we'll definitely, um, we'll definitely be back on here at some point in time in December, like she said. If you don't mind, send her send Bo- no shut up. Send Booney a message with your favorite album of the decade. I'd be very curious to see. I don't want like a ranking of like a, a Rolling Stone type ranking. I want to know what album was your personal favorite during this decade. So what I'll do is I'll make that a question in this week's Talk to Booney Tuesday. There we go. And we will collect the answers there and we will talk about them in our top albums of 2019. It works. I'm here. All right. All right. Thanks, Kenny. I'll holla. All right. Thanks to Kenny for coming on, hopping up, and being the guest for this week. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at The Booney Breakdown to send in your album of the decade and talk to Booney Tuesday this week. Also, Atlanta surrounding areas. Please be sure to scoop up those last 20 tickets we have for the Booney Breakdown live in Atlanta, Saturday, November 9th at Peter Street Station. You can head on over to thebooneybreakdown.com backslash live. It's also in the show notes. Head on over to our website to get your tickets. All right. Can't wait to see you guys there. We're going to have a bomb ass time. And if you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to listen and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or any app that you listen to your favorite podcasts on. Don't forget to leave those reviews too. You might just hear hear your review on the next episode. Follow us on social media. Share the episode with those you love, those you don't love, those you fucking hate. I don't make those pretty images for nothing, okay? Have a dope-ass week. Thank you for listening. And remember, the ratchet in me always honors the ratchet in you. Oh, my stay. Until next time.